Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. This is our year in recap of One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We're here Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. until 7 a.m. The early bird show for a shovel Saturday for entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, leaders, CEOs, and all of you who've decided to become your own boss. We thank you for a great first four months on the radio here on KLBJ. And me and my team, are we're super excited about what 2017 holds as the show continues to come into focus. You know, we've gone through a lot of different iterations of what One Man Brand Radio was going to become. And I, I kind of look at the first four months of what we've done sort of as the ugly first draft of what's to come in 2017. We've had the opportunity to experiment with some different things. I've interviewed local entrepreneurs. I've interviewed authors and thought leaders from around the world. We've taken calls. We've done it all. And I'm excited today on the last day of 2016 to sort of revisit some of that and to share some of that goodness and reflect on it. And a little later in the show, we'll tell you what we've got in store for 2017. Let me start by saying that this week's edition of One Man Brand Radio is brought to you by adtalks.org. It's a very cool event in early 2017 I've been invited to participate in, and I'd like you to learn more at adtalks.org, A-D-T-A-L-K-S dot O-R-G. Use the coupon code KLBJ for $500 off your registration, and when you register before January 15th, you can also... Enjoy another $500 off, a total of $1,000 off your registration for adtalks.org when you register before January 15th and use the coupon code KLBJ. All right, so back to this recap of 2016. Like I said, we've done a lot of different things with the radio show. Let's start back at the beginning where the very first episode of One Man Brand Radio, making it up as I went along, I invited some of my favorite business leaders thought leaders, CEOs, and the like to give me their thoughts on the main thing, the main thing in business. And I want to go back to that August 20th debut. Had some great, great, great guests on that first episode. And let's pipe back in. Let's hop in the Wayback Machine and revisit what the author, Tim Miles, whose new book due this year is called The First Order of Business. His debut book, bestseller, was called Good Company. And here's what Tim had to say on the very first episode of One Man Brand Radio about the main thing that he sees in business today. Let me know who you are, what you believe, and how and why that affects me. I think in this age of magnetic trollery, we're drowning from noise and anger and rage, and we're just looking for companies and people and leaders who share our values, who have a message of something positive, who are trying to do their part to make their community a better place. And I think that's the word. There's there's the word. If I was going to pick one word for fourth quarter of 2016 and extended into 2017, it's community. And we're seeing that throughout, certainly throughout 
the the South here, but also throughout the U.S., is communities are coming together. And community means many different things, right? It means just the people in your neighborhood. It means even, even smaller, the people on your block or the people in your church or the people in your city or the people in your region. And it can also mean an online community, a fan community, a group of customers that are zealots for a company like Patagonia or you know, Amy's ice cream or sorry, we shouldn't, I probably shouldn't plug any businesses uh, there in Austin. I should be oh, careful. I was going to, I was going to hope you would go out of your way to plug some businesses in Austin, actually, Tim. You want to get a few of them off, off your chest right quick? Let's see, uh, Waterloo Records, um, uh, uh, Franklin Barbecue, um, uh, Guerrero's Taco Bar. So Alamo Drafthouse would be the one missing from the 2016 uh, Mount Rushmore. I am so sorry that I didn't mention them, and I come there. I come to Austin like four times a year, and and it's it's usually with my wife, and it's the only time we're away from our children together. So that's when we actually go to Austin to see movies at the Draft House. This is One Man Brand Radio. We're chatting with Tim Miles, Nashville, Tennessee. His new book is coming out in the fall. The first order of business, and Tim says the main thing is community. So let's dig into that for a minute, Tim. So I get it. I get why community is important, but let's talk about the how. How do you cultivate those connections and build those communities, whether it's you and your wife and your team for your business or or the many businesses across U.S. and Canada that you work with? That's a great question. And, And really, you've got three tools, right? You've got time, treasure, and talent. And so you can invest time in communicating with the people who believe in you, whether it's on broadcast media, whether it is in your store experience, whether it is on social media or, or, or any kind of digital marketing. You can invest your talent into improving the customer experience and really growing a community through word of mouth as many of those businesses that we just mentioned in Austin do, um, you know, they really make every effort uh, through both their time and tr- treasure, really, they invest money, they invest time, they invest talent into improving and just making themselves stand out from their competition by the experience they deliver to their customers. I mean, it's, it's hypnotic. Who doesn't want more of that? It's addictive. And so they do such a good job of that. This is One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. It's our year-end special, and we're revisiting some of our favorite moments of the first four months of One Man Brand Radio here on the show. And that was Tim Miles, author of the best-selling book Good Company and the forthcoming follow-up, which was due in early 2017, called The First Order of Business. Can't wait to read that new book from Tim Miles. This is One Man Brand Radio on KLBJ. I'm Ray Segern, and I'm revisiting some of my favorite moments from the first four months of my show here on the radio. And one that definitely pops into my head was the visit I had with local entrepreneur Tyler Borders. And on this particular day, the question that I asked Borders was, to MB or not to MB? As I've been thinking about pursuing an executive MBA in 2017, and Borders has one of those MBAs on the wall, I talked to him about the pros and cons of me pursuing that in 2017. So the question, to MB or not to MB, here comes a guy with a proper MBA. Yours, yours is not an executive MBA. You went to the actual... Yes, so I did 
go to uh, Texas State for my MBA. Mm-hmm. It was an evening program. It wasn't the executive program. There was a, uh, a premium to the executive program. Didn't feel it was uh, appropriate for where I was at or rather not, not worth the premium. Mm-hmm. My two cents. So I got it done. And yes, sir, here I am. And uh, officially an MBA for whatever that is or is not worth, depending on who you're talking to. At some point, you made the decision. You said, okay, I've got this one degree from UT. Now let's go get a second degree. Let's continue, take the game up. Uh, What was your thought process in terms of uh, what you were weighing back and forth and making that decision uh, of an investment of not just money, but really of time, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's my my biggest uh, advice, because people ask me about this, this thing all the time. Look at ROI. And in every other area of our life, as, as business owners, as business leaders, we look at ROI, not only of, of money, but of time. And you really have to think long and hard about what's in it for me. In a lot of business owners' cases, they've already got successful businesses, and they're already working 60, 70, 80 plus hours a week on these successful businesses. Is it reasonable to expect that because you went to a classroom for a couple of years and you learned how to do uh, you know, Monte Carlo analysis on a financial statement, are you going to be able to kick your business up 200%? The, the odds are pretty low of that. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. And with ROI here uh, from a financial perspective, that's, that's the big question because a lot of folks are going to a $100,000 MBA program, and there's there's no difference whatsoever to their bottom line as a result of it. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio. Tyler Borders, my guest this segment. So, Tyler, you've got, you've got a day job where you lead teams. You've got uh, at least one startup that you've been involved at that didn't quite get up into orbit the way you wanted. Yep. You run at least two businesses that I can see right now. You blog, uh, serial entrepreneur, <laughs> in, 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 and I mean that in the nicest way, of course, right? Sure. I, I am a serial entrepreneur. One day, one of these things will take. That's my theory, is, is try, 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 try again. And you know, the more at-bats you get, the more likely you are to hit a home run. I don't think you can be a serial entrepreneur if you can't show me the cage of dead rats. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, uh, that, that's Carrie Mullis is the Nobel Prize winner who his whole thing was, here's the cage of live rats, here's the cage of dead rats. You know you've you know you've know got something when you can show the cage of dead rats. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And, and I think it's true in the entrepreneurial world as well is there are people who kind of dabble a little bit, but they're afraid of failure, you know, and, and they give up and they're not willing to risk it, you know? Sure, sure. I'm sure at some point, Borders, you're going to be on the Mount Rushmore of Austin entrepreneurs, and I see several things going. I just don't know which one it's going to be. I do, too, and a lot of my approach to this has been to plan for the pivot. You, know, you really have to put yourself in a position to where failure doesn't absolutely ruin you, and that's both a, a mental and a life position perspective. You know, you have to plan for, you know, if you have a, a financial failure, maybe you invest 50 grand in a business and it fails, well, you have to make sure that doesn't bankrupt you and you're forced to take a day job for the rest of your life. We are 
are just getting started today on One Man Brand Radio. That was Tyler Borders, part of an earlier conversation we had in the year here on One Man Brand Radio about the pros and cons of me pursuing an MBA in the new year, which is frankly still something I'm marinating on and haven't made my final decision on. I guess since today is December 31st, I need to get to thinking on that a little more and and make a decision in or out, yeah? (laughs) All right, we're just getting started here on One Man Brand Radio. We're recapping and revisiting some of our favorite moments of 2016, and we will pick that up on the other side of this break when One Man Brand Radio continues right here on News Radio KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know, it's hard. But talking is easy, and that's the magic of Shortcut Content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation, and Shortcut Content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with Shortcut Content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, this is One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We are back. It's Saturday morning. December 31st, 2016, and we are celebrating the year that was. Our first four months on the air here on One Man Brand Radio, we did some great interviews, we had some great segments, and we're reliving some of our favorite ones from the year. Now, one of the things I've been big on all along with One Man Brand Radio is that it celebrates the entrepreneurial spirit of Austin, Texas, and we've got so many great entrepreneurs here in Austin. And one of those who hit it big in 2016 was Jay Kim. Now, Jay Kim has built a wonderful business with Chilantro. Started off as a food truck, then became several food trucks. Now he's got several locations. And he went on the wildly popular TV show Shark Tank, just like everybody else does, with the hopes of coming home with a partnership with one of the investors and also some money in Back Pocket National Bank. Jay Kim hit it big on both fronts, and we had him on One Man Brand Radio the following week to share with us some of those adventures which we relive now on our best of 2016 recap here on One Man Brand Radio. Talk to me about, it seems like going on Shark Tank, there's different things you can walk away with, right? And one is just the exposure. I mean, just being on a big TV show like that, uh, uh, whether you get a deal or not, right? There's exposure. Then there's the money. Hello. 
Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, we'll get there in a minute, but but Jay walked with over a half million dollars in new seed money for your company. You can do a lot of things with that. So that's right. the second thing is the money. But then there's also that partnership that a shark or a team of sharks could bring in, and whether it's their contacts or their mentorship or their, just their, their business acumen. Right. Which of those three was most important to you going in? You know, money is obviously important. I started my business 2000, in 2010 with no money. So basically, I took out my savings and maxed out my credit card to start a food truck business. So I've always known that money is very important. It's a fuel for the business. So not necessarily like what I take home at the end of the day is important, but having that money available for us to grow to the next level is important. So uh, I think all three aspects that you've just mentioned are very important. Money is important for us because it's a fuel to get us to the next level. Somebody like the, the shark who, who's a billionaire who can ab- who's able to provide us resources as well as connections uh, and advice and, and share their experiences with me is so valuable to me uh, because, you know, there are some things that I don't have to go through because they've gone through this already and they are able to give me some advice and and guidance on how I should be growing. Uh, I will be the one who's making the decision at the end of the day, but you know, knowing all aspects of the business, all angles of the business is very important. And exposure, uh, absolutely. It's been it's been a crazy crazy ride so far and it's only been a couple of days, but uh, there's just an overwhelming response and they're all positive. You know, obviously you get some negatives, but, uh, you know, I see the positives in this outcome and I'm so grateful for that. I'm seeking $600,000 for 15% of my business. I have a full fleet of food trucks and three fast casual restaurants that are extremely successful and two more on the way. I envision Chilantro Empire. The food was fantastic, really good. I like the fresh elements to it. I can see why it sells. So that's a good start, right? Oh, that's a that's a great start. They went for seconds. You know, they want they wanted more. So it was just an overwhelming feedback in terms of the food, and I was so nervous about that, but. I'm glad that worked out. And admittedly, in your pitch, you're going for a cilantro empire on this deal, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. How many restaurants, how many trucks do you want to have? My goal is 15 restaurants doing $15 million in revenue. Jay, I've invested in a number of restaurants. You're kicking a lot of ass and it's absolutely delicious, but you haven't told me what you are uniquely doing to change the landscape for everybody else. And so, as they say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So unfortunately, I'm out. Thank you, Chris. If you watch the show, you could you could see that I'm sweating. <laughs> uh, it's nerve wracking. And Chris Aka really appreciated the food, and I think that we connected. I had to be myself, otherwise, uh, I would have been in a lie pretty much. My challenge with your deal, Jay, is having invested in restaurants in the past and not having a good outcome as a result. It's made me a little more skeptical about that part of your business. So when you open a new restaurant, if the location doesn't work for any reason, you can't just move it. You have a lease, you've got a lot of capital tied up. I don't like that part of your deal. For that reason, I'm out. And then this is almost like that home run at the bottom of the night, the walk-off home run. Here comes Barbara Corcoran. Hey, Jay, four sharks are out. What are you going to do, Barbara? I've learned that people that start a food business, if they're any good and worth their salt, that they're very good people in their soul. 
because she's serving food to people and it takes a certain type of entrepreneur. I'm your ideal partner because I know exactly the structure problems they had in developing their business. I know the obstacles they jumped over. I know how to franchise, how not to franchise, and I think this is a franchise play. I'm going to offer you $600,000 for 30% of your business. Ouch. Whoa. But what I don't want you to do is judge me as a financial partner because I'm a heck of a lot more than that. I'm really savvy in your space. And whatever your dreams are over the next three to five years, I have no doubt in my mind that I could get you there really fast without making a lot of mistakes. I knew that I had to try. I knew that I had to talk to her, Barbara, and make sure that, hey, like I've done so much work. Let's work this out. But please, let's, let's compromise and get to the deal. We're, we're both happy. So Barbara, thank you for the offer. I really appreciate it. We're, we're profiting at a 15% profit margin, which means I'm able to pay you back a lot more faster in case that this wasn't a good deal for you. So 30% is a lot of a percentage. Would you consider coming down to 20%? You got yourself a deal. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. You are a straight shooter. I'm crazy about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I do today is I continue to dream, keep dreaming, be persistent, and never give up. It was definitely one of the highlights of the year for entrepreneurs here in Austin, and we were happy to be able to celebrate that and shine the spotlight on it here on One Man Brand Radio, talking about Jay Kim and his appearance on Shark Tank earlier this year. Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back on the other side, after the news, we're going to celebrate the entrepreneurial spirit of Austin in a different manner. Our friend Sharon Mays was able to reboot her Baby Greens concept, and that was one of my favorite interviews of the year, so we'll revisit part of that. Well, One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know, it's hard. But talking is easy, and that's the magic of Shortcut Content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation, and Shortcut Content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with Shortcut Content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. And we're back. It's One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ AM. My name is Ray Sagern. Thanks so much for being here as we revisit some of our favorite moments from One Man Brand Radio in 2016. You know, we signed the show on back August 20th, 2016. I had actually been 
letting this show kick around in my head for the previous 10 years, but I was finally able to get the idea in front of the folks at KLBJ, and there was an opening for a show, and we were able to finally launch the show, and, and I couldn't be happier with oh some of the skinned knees and missteps and aborted subplots from the first four months, but I feel like we're focused going into 2017, and it's all about celebrating the entrepreneurial spirit here in Austin. So as we as we revisit some of my favorite interviews and segments from 2017, got to go back to that one where we had Sharon Mays on the show. Sharon had a wildly successful run with Baby Greens several years ago before deciding to unplug it, and now she brought it back in 2016 on Anderson Lane up in my neighborhood, and we had her on the week before she opened Baby Greens to kind of share with us where her head was uh, on all that and share with her some of her tips for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Let's go back in the time machine now and revisit that with Sharon Mays from Baby Greens here on One Man Brand Radio from News Radio KLBJ. Would it be fair to call you a serial entrepreneur? I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I like the, <laughs> I don't like the ring of that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've opened a couple of I had opened a business before I opened Baby Greens and I've started businesses since Baby Greens and I will start more businesses after this relaunch, so one of the first things for me, and like you, record label, concerts, yes. on and on through the years and things like that, okay? Up in Tulsa, got out of ready to start a newspaper, loosely styled on the Chronicle, a week before 9-11. Not good. <laughs> failure, <laughs> failure is part of it's part of the deal of being an entrepreneur, and especially Absolutely. serial entrepreneurs like you and me, right? If this advertising business or this radio show goes south, I'm going to do something else. It's not like I'm going to go look for a job. You yeah. know, I'm, it's going to be something else. Two-part question, one. So number one, how do you make your peace with, you, you got to skin your knee to learn some things along the way. And then also, uh, what, how, what advice do you give for, uh, because that's hard to internalize sometimes, to, to, or excuse me, to not in, sort of internalize the yeah, failure. You know what I mean? it is. It's really hard to not feel like a failure when your business does not turn out the way that you wanted it to. I mean, a lot of businesses are successful, not just because of the idea or the entrepreneur timing, just like you said with your paper in 9-11, timing plays a big role in it, um, the people that you're working with. So when things don't work out, it's, it's definitely a hard kick to the ego. Most entrepreneurs have poured a lot of their heart and soul and blood, sweat and tears into it. And so to walk away, I mean, that to me was the hardest part when I said out loud to my attorney was the first person I said, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that was hard. And it took me a long time from the first time I said it and to actually be able to say like, okay, this is now ending. And it hurt. And I was very sad for a long time. But I think that the first failure that you go through, the first big one that you go through, I think you learn lessons if you're going to continue on the path. I think that's kind of, to me, the pound of flesh that you pay when you're an entrepreneur is, yeah. Can you make it through to the other side? Some people don't, and that's fine. Being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Sometimes you have to start a business and go through it and realize, you know what? I would rather work for someone else. I'd rather be an entrepreneur. But if you're going to really be in this game, like that to me is the the price you're going to pay mm -hmm. is truly putting a little skin in the game of falling on your face potentially publicly, potentially losing a lot of money, um, mm -hmm. losing time, which is precious. I think that if anyone is going through that, has gone through it, I think the biggest part to know is 
absolutely every entrepreneur has gone through this. There's maybe like some small percentage of, of entrepreneurs who have never failed and mm-hmm. they are complete outliers. We've mm-hmm. all been through it. Mm-hmm. And you learn along the way. The The part of why I'm so calm about Baby Greens now is because I've already done this. Mm-hmm. And every business I start, I go into it knowing I have already done some form of this. You confided it in me when we were talking about version 1.0 of Baby Greens that you had a vision and it wasn't playing out. It was more of a, of a franchise yeah. scenario that you that you had in your mind, right? And it wasn't playing out that way. What do you bring from that in terms of, is it still, are you still looking to franchise Baby Greens at this stage of the game or is it? Absolutely. Yeah? And that's why I created Baby Greens. And so to me, I think, you know, when I had the idea for Baby Greens, it was definitely very early in its time and I believed in it but Uh I didn't set it up to be what it would become so it really became a life of its own and Uh and was like a child that grew up and ran away from me like I couldn't control it anymore and we were off track and so now coming into it knowing that as an entrepreneur I think it's very important when you start a business to really think not just about how to launch and to become profitable like I think mm-hmm. that's what we all think about you really want to think about the alpha and omega right where do you want this to go when do you jump off do you are, are you gonna sell this to someone else yes are you gonna start are you gonna expand like to really sit down and breathe some life into the dream all the way not just enough to say like i want to get this started and and lease the space and do whatever and and get my open for business sign up it's you really need to think about it because when you open it up it it does become an entity on its own and if you don't have a plan for where your brand is going to go or how your business is Mm -hmm. going to go you will lose control you can potentially end up in a place that you never wanted to be Mm -hmm. and and then your business isn't what you created. So, yeah, if you if you don't have a roadmap, you can get it up anywhere, right? Exactly. I'll tell you, you know, it's funny we talk about franchising in particular because, you know, the key to making a franchise work is obviously it's that operational excellence. Early on, right, when I started my ad agency, to me, no disrespect, because I know this is, this is where you're headed with it, but from my point of view as a writer, primarily, I mean, I got into, I did have the entrepreneurial seizure. I mean, it, to me, it was, I can write a good enough ad to own an ad agency. Well, hold on, you know, <laughs> a whole lot more than just writing ads. But, you know, I took some franchise writing on writing franchise manuals to, to pay the bills in those right. first couple of years. And it's like, it's it's tedious writing. It's like, open the door and enter the building <laughs> safely, exactly. you know, and, but but it requires that level of specificity to to transfer it to where franchise almost have to be dummy proof. You, you, I mean, because yeah. legally they're, they're, they're saying, I'm buying into your system, make Make me, make me whole as I give you my money. And that's right? what they're buying is yeah. a fully baked concept. I hired a consulting group to create my franchise company the first time around with Baby Greeds. And I literally had a consultant who met me at the restaurant when I arrived and just like walked behind me and wrote down mm-hmm. everything I did. It drove me crazy. But that was the thing I learned. He's like, there are so many things that you do that you take for granted right. mm-hmm. that if someone else is going to duplicate this they need to know every little step it's not just 
make a salad and sell it to someone and then say <laughs> right. thank you. That's right. how you make this business work, you right. know? There are people that make that business work, but you can't make a franchise work that way for sure. No, absolutely Because it's not scalable, not. It's, it's not repeatable. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things you said in the last segment, you were talking about your the difference between where along the way you go from entrepreneur to employer, right? And right. one of the things I tell our clients is, you've got it's like a triangle almost, you got the, the story, you can say anything you want about yourself, right? But ultimately, if your employees can't internalize what you say and and make that part of the culture and they deliver the culture if they don't believe it there's no morale then they're not going to do it no matter right. what you say exactly and then the third part is the experience the customer doesn't feel it then work its way through to the customer what thoughts have you put into what is the culture of baby greens 2.0 based on what you learned last time and again to this idea of systems that ultimately a baby greens in peoria you want to have the same culture right so Absolutely. what thought do you put into that and how do you transfer that sort of that sort of mojo to your employees whether they're on anderson lane or peoria illinois i always felt like my employees were so important to me but i didn't bake that into what we were doing i didn't make that a part of the actual tangible culture. And so now with my business, of course I love our customers, we value our customers, but to me at the top of that pyramid is our employees, is providing a great work environment, but also getting them really bought into what we do. The thing I tell my staff is that we are not just serving salads. First and foremost, we're a part of someone's everyday experience and we're gonna be one of the best parts of their experience. I fully believe healthy food makes people happy, but everything about this experience is positive and upbeat and it's bright and fun and we're gonna have a great time inside. We are going to grow this company and grow these people with this company so that everything about Baby Greens becomes an amazing experience. I have done a lot of different things in my career and the thing that I always wanted to do when I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor. And even working in marketing and, and having a marketing agency, I've always just wanted to help people. I love helping people. I love the feeling of helping people. And one of the things about being an employer and even becoming a franchisor is saying, I have the ability to affect someone's life in a really great way, and I love that. And I want to be able to have my employees understand what we're doing, and that fast food is not a dirty four-letter word. We are a fast food restaurant. Healthy fast food is something that does exist and can exist and needs to be accessible to everyone, but also creating jobs where people who are coming in at various points of their life can come and become a part of it. Great exposure on the radio here. Go ahead and hook up the lemon vinaigrette <laughs> recipe. Can we do that? Can you just slide that oh, just right here? Just a little I can't. Bit. I'm <laughs> trying to hack it from memory back in 0409. And, uh, you know, it's funny is we used to have a customer who would come in and she was determined to learn the chili lime dressing recipe and she literally had a notepad and a pen in her car and she would ask everyone like a different ingredient she was determined to crack the code okay so it's got jalapenos in it okay so it's got lime juice in it so uh unfortunately i don't tell anyone Can't the recipes i'm sorry we're friends it, but it, we even old have... even old friends back to the radio days <laughs> what's a, that's what a man got to do to get a get a 
get a dressing recipe around here. I can't wait to serve you that low-fat lemon vinaigrette. The the harmonic convergence of the universe is like this. Baby Greens is back in about 72 hours. And not only that, it's on my street in my neighborhood between my office, my kids' school, and my house. Clear evidence of a higher power at work in my life. So many good moments, so little time for just one show to recap them all. Hey, if you want, you can always go to onemanbrandradio.com and check out our audio vault where we've got all the previous episodes that exist and you can listen to them all. Binge out on them, you know, just like it's a Netflix show. Uh, you got something to do for your uh, uh, New Year's Eve weekend when you're not out ringing in the new year and watching college football. Listen to some one-man brand radio. All right, sit tight. Speaking of ringing in the new year, I've got a special little treat saved for the last segment of the show. I think you'll like it as we now take our focus from the past and turn it forward into the future. Uh, Come back on the other side for the last thing we have to say about 2016 and the first thing we have to say about 2017 when One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. It's One Man Brand Radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know, it's hard. But talking is easy, and that's the magic of Shortcut Content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation, and Shortcut Content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with Shortcut Content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, and we're back here, One Man Brand Radio, wrapping up the show and wrapping up the year. It's been great these first 55 minutes of the show, but we always like to have a little fun in in the last segment. My buddy John Woodruff here at the men's group, where the men stick together and good things happen, right? You called me out, but kind of called yourself out, and how is it that six or seven years into you and me being friends, I only now learn that you studied broadcasting and kind of have these aspirations to be a sports talk radio host? About 10 years ago, I said to myself, what do I want to do if I could do anything talking sports on the radio and yesterday was the first time 10 years later that I actually said that to somebody in radio less than 24 hours here I am John, be careful what you wish for, buddy, because what I'm going to do here is sort of paraphrase my friend Mark Borchert, the filmmaker, who famously said in an American movie, we're not going to sit in front of the trailer park here and whine about not making a film. We're going to turn the cameras on and make a film about ourselves sitting in the trailer park. So my question for you then, John, is do you have a name for your radio show? Oh, Lord, what would it be? No. Okay, we're going to call it One Man Brand Sports Spectacular. Do you have a radio name? You definitely want to be careful on this one. I can tell you from experience, Ray Dog served me well in my 20s, less so in my 30s, and definitely less so in my 40s. But how about you? I would not. Here's a good thought for you. John W. for the W. John W. Uh, for the W. All right, and here we go. 
So we're just going to dive in, John. I'll do play-by-play. You do color. Who's that? Is that Troy or Joe Buck? I'm Joe Buck. You're Troy Aiken. Okay, I'm Troy. Good. So here we are, December 31st, 2016, diving right into week 17 of the NFL season. A whole bunch of meaningless games leading up to what should be a good one Sunday night. It's Packers. It's Lion. It's your fellow Highland Park alum, Matthew Stafford. There you go. Who you got? Oh, without a doubt, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Packers, if I had to predict, would probably seal the game by halftime. No love for Matthew Stafford, your fellow Dallas Highland Park alum. Highland Park, fresh off of a state championship. I know you think he would at least make it interesting because, what, like 15 of their games were in the fourth quarter where they had a chance to win? Not this week. Their season comes to a crumble. All right, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going with Stafford and the Lions back in week three or four. He lit them up for like 400 yards and three touchdowns. And I'm going to say that while the Aaron Rodgers prophecy is going to come close, he comes up one game short, Lions go to host a home game, Packers go to play golf. Yeah, that just won't happen. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a special beast. He's pretty much like Tom Brady. The man will win at his will. What did they say six weeks ago? We need to win out to make the playoffs. Oh my God, they're about to win out. All right, this is One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ, the debut of the Sports Spectacular with John Woodruff on News Radio KLBJ. That's right. I already forgot my name. John W. for the W. John W. for the W. All right, John, so far, so good. Let's shift gears. It's Saturday morning. We got the big college playoffs, the semifinals today. You got Alabama, Washington. You got Clemson, Ohio State. I think the final everybody wants to see is Alabama, Ohio State. What you got? Yeah, I'm the opposite. Um, I'm tired of uh, seeing Urban Meyer with Florida and Ohio State now. Tired of seeing Nick Saban for sure and Alabama. I'm tired of the dominance. I want to see some new blood. Want to see Washington and want to see Clemson. Love the Clemson quarterback. Dude, nobody wants to see Washington Clemson for the final. No, Come they on. don't. The ratings right. don't. I, as a football the, fan. I guarantee you ESPN does not. That's a fact. And I don't think I don't think Saban, I think Saban's unstoppable at this point. I definitely like uh, Ohio State over Clemson. So we'll go scratch on that one. Shifting gear, so far so good, John. And man, we can't get a phone call up in one man brand radio to save our lives 6 a.m. in the morning. And here we go, John. Look at this. The phones are already lighting up for you. Let's go to the phones now. Caller, what you got? Uh, Yeah, hi, John. Uh, by the way, I think you should go with Big Bad John. But that's not why I'm calling. John, how about that Jerry Jones? Benching Tony Romo and going into week 17. What do you think about that? I'll hang up and listen. See, John, real call, clearly a real caller. Well, clearly a real caller. Well, now I'm real confused because you said real caller four times. So I'm wondering if it really is or not. However, appreciate you. Great name. I am. Big Bad John. Big Bad John. Big Bad John. Big Bad John. I love Big Bad John. It was announced earlier this week that Tony Romo, the ousted Cowboys quarterback, will not even suit up for Game 17. I think a lot of us Cowboy fans maybe wanted to see him for a little bit because we all have fond memories of Tony Romo as our quarterback in the pre-Dak Prescott era. What are your thoughts, John? Yeah, I want to see Romo. I would love to see Romo from the start to the finish. The last thing I want to see is Romo coming in and mopping up. This is not his job. His job is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is not deserved of a backup role. Unfortunately, he got hurt and Dak killed it and Dak's our starter. So uh, we have Sanchez as a backup. 
perfect backup. Sanchez got, will be active. Yeah, Sanchez will be active week 17. So I think the pros and cons here a little bit are what a lot of people are saying is that Jerry doesn't want to hurt Romo's trade value. If he gets mm. hurt in week 17, they're on the hook for like the $20 million. And then also uh, another way to look at it might be, hey, man, we might need Tony Romo for just a little blast. You know, If you'll remember the famous Brady-Bledsoe deal, I mean, Bledsoe had to come back in in the playoffs to help them win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I imagine Jerry, you know what, who knows what Jerry Jones thinking or what his reasoning is. Uh, let's hope that it's Jason Garrett actually making the decisions and they're saving Romo for the playoffs and there's no reason to risk injury because we have to admit Romo will get hurt if touched. And thus wraps the first edition of the Sports Spectacular with John W. for the W, a.k.a. Big Bad John. Big Bad John. All right, John, so your next job is to go find find the lowest level internship that you can find mopping up the floors at the radio station. Now, I know of one. The good news is it's a paying gig. The bad news is the hours suck. The pay definitely sucks, and the host is a bit of an a-hole to work for. Are you interested? I am. Okay, I'll hook you after the show. I'll hook you up with that, and we'll see how that works for you, okay? Okay, good. All right, thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate you Hope y'all. you have a great 2017. Love it. I'll look forward to tracking your progress as we go. Okay. Big bad John. Big John. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Special thanks to my producer, Sweet Jack Anderson. Our associate producers are Carol Carnes and Monica Ballard. And production assistant, John Woodruff. Big Bad John. I'm Ray Segern. Thanks for being here. Make it a great day and a great year, and we'll catch you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Like a giant oak tree just stood there alone, Big John. Big John. Big John, Big Bad John, Big John. And with all of his strength, he gave a mighty shove. Then a miner yelled out, there's a light up above. And 20 men scrambled from a would-be grave. Now there's only one.